Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Thanks to all of you for being here and all of you at home for being here. I'm so grateful to uh, be here today. What, what better place to be than right here on Sunday? Before we begin, I just want us to take all this love, all this joy, all this creative energy, and just let's just send points of light to our friends in Florida. Let's just know right now that they have the abundance that is God right here, right now. They have whatever they need, that miracles are happening in this very moment, and that all is well. So we just know that, and let's keep sending energy throughout the morning to our friends there. So I have a quiz. See if you were paying attention. What is the theme for the month? Okay, yay, you passed, you passed. So, so as, as has, was mentioned, is we're using the book Prosperity Through the Knowledge and Power of the Mind by Annie Millitz. And uh, it was written a long time ago. Don't let the language stop you. There are some powerful principles in this. And while I was preparing, it reminded me of spending time as a child that I was very fortunate to have a dad who was very creative and had a great imagination. And he was always talking about taking us, when we would go on on the weekend, we'd go for a picnic and he'd take us to this place and say there was buried treasure and, you know, we'd we'd be, look around for that. And then he did this thing at at Halloween. I I remember being really young and he would get the... um, pumpkins ready for my sister and I, but it was our job to scoop out all the stuff. So he cut off the top and what he did was he put in quarters. So as my sister and I were scooping it out, there was, there was money in there. So, so it was just one of the, one of the fun things, but he didn't always have that flow through the rest of his life. So as I got older, I remember, you know how you remember those points, something significant happens and that kind of sticks in there. I remember a time when I was with my best friend and we were, I got a chance to go shopping with her and her mom for her Easter outfit. And um, so she went shopping, she got a whole Easter outfit, shoes, dress, hat, the whole works. And I ran home and I said, you know, I want to get my Easter outfit. And my parents just looked at me and said, no, you you can't get one. We don't have money for a new Easter outfit every year. What do you think? Money grows on trees? It's like, yeah, but it grows in pumpkins. (laughs) I'm so confused. So confused. And I was remembering my mom was uh, a good shopper. She was always looking for a bargain. It's my... I have that in me now, always looking for a good bargain. So she would go shopping and she would buy things for us that we needed, shoes for school or whatever. But when she brought it home, she wouldn't tell my dad. Like like she was protecting him or something or didn't, because she paid really, had great bargains that she would look for, but she wouldn't tell him. And so we would show my dad, like, here's my shoes, and they always cost $5. Like, no matter what, they cost $5. Well, 
my dad was in shock when he had to go shopping for himself to buy new boots and find out that shoes weren't $5. (laughs) Like all these years had gone by and all of a sudden inflation to him looked like it skyrocketed because he was kept in the dark. So there was that belief that there's not enough and I kept that. Like that's what I believed, that there's not enough, not enough time, not enough energy, not enough opportunities, not enough money. So as we begin today, what does money have to do with spirituality? Do you ever think about that? Because we know it's everything, everything. Because when we look at money, it ties in, what are we believing about God? What do we believe about spirit? Is it a divine flow? Is it unlimited? Or is it limited? Is it someone who gives a little bit here and there? Like traditional, sometimes when long ago in traditional ways, it was like somebody else was giving it. But we know that there's a flow. So what we're always doing in our spiritual practice is we're upgrading our beliefs, right? That it's time. What, what am I believing? What do I believe about money? What do I believe about the universe? What do I believe about God? So if we believe in a universe that is ever-flowing, ever-loving, ever-giving, and I am not experiencing that in my life, then who moved? It's my job to change my thought. This is my curriculum. This is our curriculum. When we're not in that flow, that's, that's our curriculum to work on. Ernest Holmes says, Remember that all people are making demonstrations, only most of them are making ones they do not desire. So taking this belief that I had of not enough, then I was introduced to these principles, but I really didn't understand it because I came to believe that God was an unlimited bank account. Anyone else ever have that problem? Like, like we're, you know, God's unlimited, so it must be that I'm unlimited. And so I did what I wanted until I wound up $20,000 in debt. And over the years, and then I came to this point, and I went to my minister and I said, I think I have to file bankruptcy because I can't pay this debt. And she said, well, you could do that, or you could use the principles. What a concept. Use the principles. Okay, what does that mean? So from Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That it's time to change and use the principles to know the divine, to know the flow, to know the unlimited universe that's available. In her book, Annie Millett states, prosperity is the presence of God. It is that expression of comfort, power, beauty, and freedom that is always associated with the kingdom of heaven. Eric Butterworth refers to it as the divine flow. And so let's affirm, repeat after me, be still and know I am in the flow. Be still and know I am in the flow. Let's say that again. Be still and know I am in the flow. That there's this everlasting flow that's available to us and we can receive. And when we don't, it means somehow we stepped out of the flow. Somehow we forgot. Somehow we missed the mark. So our spiritual practice is our evolutionary journey 
to create alignment with the flow. That's, that's all of our work every day. How do I get in alignment with the flow? And when we turn to thoughts of lack or have judgments of others, we've fallen out. And so what do we have to do to come back? First couple pages of the Science of My magazine, there is the statement of what we believe and what we teach. And it's very powerful to read that every once in a while, to refresh ourselves. And I'm just going to cover a couple of them, and I'm going to paraphrase what's in there. We believe that God is not an external personality, but a loving presence that resides in all things. So God is not separate from us, but God is a loving presence residing in everything. We believe that all are equal with this presence, recognizing that this love is unconditional and non-judgmental. We are all equal within this presence. We believe that our thoughts and beliefs create our experience, and that by changing our minds, we change our lives. So our thoughts and beliefs create our experience, and when we change our minds, we change our lives, change your thinking, change your life. Eric Butterworth says, there is only one way by which you can achieve prosperity. It is to take charge of your mind. You may be looking for some magic formula, some new metaphysical cliche that will change things. But if you want to change your life, you have to alter your thoughts. And so what I was, had to learn is that I'm one with that infinite abundance, that I am in the flow, and I had to be a good steward and be responsible and take care of what I had. Again, let's affirm, be still and know I am in the flow. Be still and know I am in the flow. I am in the flow of life. I move easily with the flow. So it's remembering that, connecting with that, recognizing that there's a flow and I move easily with it. And what do I have to know? What do I have to remember? What do I have to realize to stay in that flow? So when I went back to look at my stuff, my money stuff, it wasn't just about money. It was about that not being in a vibration of love. And I had to look at places I was angry or resentful or judgmental. I had to look at all that. I had to move into that place of forgiveness. Who do I need to forgive? I remember I had asked a friend to borrow money at one point, And she said, no, I'm sorry, I can't. And how I held that resentment. When she, was, she couldn't do it. But I held that resentment. and So I was evaluating all of this when I started looking at, at that. I discovered I needed to bring my finances into integrity. I made a list of all the debtors I had. It was all credit cards. All the credit cards I had. I wrote down the amount that I owed and I blessed them. I wrote out checks, paid in full, and I put them in a folder. So I had all this in a folder. I prayed over it. I meditated on it. I did the work. It's not magic that we have to work this every day, 
that it, this is our work to do, to pay attention, to bring our awareness to it every day. Because as, we're, as we move into our spiritual journey, this journey that we're on is about uplifting consciousness. It's about raising our vibration. It's about staying in that flow. So we're constantly paying attention. What am I believing over here? Or who am I holding at a distance? Or where am I feeling resentment? So we pay attention to those things. So I want to share three attitudes of abundance. And the first one, this comes from the principles of financial freedom work. The first one is the law of responsibility. And responsibility simply means the condition of being charged as a cause of something. And so here's the principle. Whatever I take responsibility for, I can change. Responsibility is the ability to respond. Whatever I take responsibility for, I can change. Our tendency is to blame. And don't we live in a world of blame right now? It's all about pointing fingers. It's about blame. Who did this? Who caused this? But it's about what am I responsible in, for in my life? And that's another point I don't know if I included that somewhere, but there's, that's another point is to work. The only person you can work on is the person sitting in the chair. It's like, we can't fix anybody over there, no one over there. We can't fix the, uh, the government or another country or anybody else. It's all about doing our own work. But what is your willingness we say, my willingness is my worthiness, because it's our willingness. Are you willing to be in financial integrity? Are you willing to receive? Are you willing not to judge? Are you willing to give out graciously? Are you willing to forgive? Are you willing to give thanks? Forgiveness is so powerful. What Marianne Williamson says in the law of divine compensation, atonement is like a spiritual reset button. It is a gift from God, providing us the opportunity to clear the karma of past mistakes by owning them, taking responsibility for them, admitting them, making amends, do, doing whatever is possible to change the pattern of behavior that created us that created the situation that now causes us blame. And isn't that true? Money is about emotion. And there's a lot of emotion around money. So when we look at that, we look at that place of what am I feeling about it? And very often there's shame and blame and guilt. So pay attention to that. Just pay attention. What's that about? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to look at? What's mine to do? Marianne goes on to say, by forgiving, we do not grant victory to those who wronged us. Instead, we surrender the aspect of the mind that is blocking divine connection. Again, it's being in the flow. We surrender that part of the mind that was blocking the connection. Oprah says that forgiveness is recognizing that I can't change the past. I can't change the past. It just is what it is. But if I can let go of that, I'm back in the flow. 
that's our work. So when we, when we don't forgive, then we allow the others to shape our reality, those that we're not in forgiveness of. And we create anger, defensiveness, and so forth. And we can't attract the miracles because we're stuck, because there's a block there. So forgiveness just helps us be in that flow. The second is the law of circulation. And circulation is the act or instance of circulating or flowing. And the spiritual principle for the law of circulation is whatever I give out graciously comes back to me multiplied. Whatever I give out graciously comes back to me multiplied. It's giving, knowing that there is abundance, knowing that there's a flow. When I believe in lack, the strategy around money is control and there's a tendency to hoard, right? Uh, Mullah Nasruddin, one of the Sufi, a Sufi story about Nasruddin, he's considered a saint and a fool at the same time. And at one point, he lost his wife's bracelet and he was panicking. And he said, please, God, help me. If you will help me find this, I will do anything. I will donate half my week's salary. And then he suddenly saw the bracelet behind the cushion and he goes, oh, never mind, God, I found it. <laughs> But isn't that what we do? You know, show me how to do this. I, I grew up uh, in Catholic, and I was always making deals with God. If you do this, you know, we, it starts with giving up candy for Lent. You know, if I give up candy for Lent, then somehow I'm going to be more spiritual. If I, if I please God, let's, uh, let's make a deal here. And there's no deal to be made. It's all on us to be in the flow. Spirit is ever-giving, ever-lasting, ever-generous, ever-powerful, all-intelligent. That, that is the reality. We, it's our job to be in the flow. There's no deal to be made. But notice when you don't trust. Notice when you fall away from faith. So what we want to do to move through attachment is moving from the desire to possess into being inspired to express. So I move from the desire to hang on to something, to have something, to be inspired to express something, to be that expression of love, to be that expression of light. When we live from a place of faith, we live from a place of inspiration. And inspiration means to draw spirit into so inspiration is that conscious flow of life into our body, into our soul. It's that divine balance of spirit, mind, body, and emotions, that there's a flow. So we have whatever I take responsibility for, I can change. Whatever I give out graciously comes back to me multiplied. The third attitude of responsibility is the law of gratitude. And we know this one. Our music today, everything was, is about that. Because gratitude is feeling grateful appreciation. And the spiritual principle of gratitude, whatever I'm grateful for will increase. Whatever I'm grateful for will increase. When we are in gratitude, we are in a state of love. And love is the essence and the source of all inspiration. Be grateful right where you are at for what you have. 
And if you're holding something in your heart, be grateful for that. Acknowledge, I'm grateful that I am moving toward the work that I want. I'm grateful that I'm moving towards my, my wholeness and health. Act in gratitude. It is, it's an attitude. It's a, a presence. There's power to it. Be grateful right where you are, no matter what it is that you have. No matter what your bank account says, no matter what you hear on the news, no matter what the forecast is for the future, find that place of gratitude. Gratitude keeps us in that high vibration of love, which keeps us in the divine flow. It's simple, but not easy because it's constant work. It's every day paying attention and being aware. What am I thinking? What am I saying? What am I doing? What am I seeing? How am I seeing life? Ernest Holmes says, realizing that all action starts in and is a result of consciousness, prepare your mind to receive the best that life has to offer. Prepare your mind to receive the best. What do we do? We know this principle, but as soon as we hear something, as soon as there's some bad news, what do we do? We go to the bad news. Do you ever find yourself repeating the bad news? I catch myself all the time. Well, that's not going to work, or that's never going to happen, or this is terrible. I catch myself doing it all the time. I just, as soon as I did that, I stepped out of the flow. The flow is staying in the present, staying in the moment, and it takes constant practice. Ernest says, become increasingly aware of the one presence, the one life, the one spirit. Drop all sense of lack or limitation from your thought. This is our practice. Ernest says, a trained mind is infinitely more powerful than an untrained mind. And that's our work, is to train our mind, to train our thinking. Notice when I have an emotion, emotion is telling me what I'm thinking. Notice when I have a thought that's out of alignment, bring it back in. Nope, I'm not going to go there. Nope. I'm not. I talk to myself during the day. Does anyone else talk to themselves? I talk to myself a lot. And I say this all, nope, don't go there. Nope, don't go there. Come back, come back, come back. And just correcting myself all the time. So we give thanks for what's, what's in our hearts. We have that place of gratitude that no matter what it is, that we can find something to be grateful for. There's something to be grateful for. And to set, but when we're in that place of gratitude, we're set, setting up an atmosphere to receive that which we want. We're setting up this atmosphere of good to receive that which we want. And by the way, I hope you have a library of spiritual prosperity books. Eric Butterworth and Spiritual Economics, or, so what I've named today, uh, Marianne Williamson, The Law of Divine Compensation, Annie Millitz and her prosperity book. Um, there's many, many books to have, but to have those in your library, this thing called you is a wealth, just that, that you have these books, that you have a place that you can go to when you're stuck, when you're not sure what to do, you have a place you can go to and refresh. When you're feeling down, I, this thing called you, I just open this thing called you and it's got a prayer in there for exactly what I need. So to use those. Eric Butterworth says, 
It's an important moment in your life when you discover for yourself the great truth that things may happen around you and things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. It's the the things that happen in us. How am I perceiving something? Am I reacting or responding? Am I reacting or responding? Am I reacting? I buy into the lack. I buy into the limitation. Responding, I'm aware and I, oh, no, I'm not going there. Not going there. Nope. Let me change. Let me change that. Let me see this differently. I can see this differently. And the power of prayer. I used to believe that prayer was a sign of weakness, that you prayed when you needed something or you prayed. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was that not everyone needed to pray because that was when I believed that prayer was about getting something, but prayer is actually about alignment. Prayer is not about supplication or beseeching, but it's about aligning us to the divine, keeping us in that divine alignment. So I have to finish the rest of my story, right? So I did my forgiveness work. I uh, kept track of my my debts. I paid debts that I thought were secret. Like these people forgot about it. I made the mistake of telling my minister, so she made me pay them. But it worked. I said, oh, they forgot about that. She goes, nope, write them a check. Nope, write them a check. So I paid. I paid every debt. I was conscious. I paid attention. I kept records and I used like credit cards. They'll give you, they were at the, at the time, they don't often do this, but they'll give you zero balance with no other fees attached. I would um, pay off a credit card and now I've got a zero balance, no interest. I pay off this one and I paid off the smallest one. So I would have successes. I paid it in six years. I paid off my debt. I just was I tithed, I prayed, I meditated, I studied, I worked the principles. And that, that is available to all of us. We have to believe, we have to have a plan, it helps to have a spiritual partner, but, and it helps to be in alignment. And what better way than to be in spiritual community? Because we have each other. Connection circles coming up are powerful. The class that's coming up on the prosperity book the prayer requests that the practitioners offer, all of these things. Whether you're online, you can take online classes. You have access to all of this. To be in partnership, to do this in community makes such a difference. So I have some homework for you. I know Reverend Larry gives you homework. So in the book, Anne talks about contemplating the qualities of God. Contemplate those qualities as your own, that that God is love, wisdom, life, peace, faith, truth. What do those mean? We say they're qualities of God because God is ethereal. We can't like, we can't grab onto it. But what we can know is that through these qualities, that's how we experience God through love, through beauty. When you walk into a garden that's of beauty, right? When you see nature, 
There's freedom and peace and harmony there, that those are qualities of God. When you see you're with a child, a young child, there's so much joy there. That's the spirit. So that contemplate those principles, make them real for you. Keep a journal handy to jot down these thoughts, affirmations, inspirations. Write down when you have a win. Write down that time where you change that thought or something good comes into your life. Make sure you're paying attention. Give thanks for what you've received. Maybe have a gratitude journal, but keep a journal that's helping you pay attention. Life is moving so quick now that it's really important to have a journal. Because do you remember what happened yesterday? Yeah, no. <laughs> so if we have a journal, we have something to reflect on. Here's my win from yesterday. Here's my win from last week. Here's what I was believing before, but I don't believe that anymore. So we have a record of that. Because these principles and practices are not just for us individually. This is not about us anymore. This is not about me. This is about us universally. This is about the collective. Because when we do this work individually, we're adding to the collective energy. We're adding to the vibration. It's so overwhelming now with all the stuff going on in the world. It's so overwhelming. But we are at a point, we are at a place where we have an understanding that when I connect with spirit, when I connect with principle, I'm adding to the universal good. And for all, each of us to know that we are adding to the universal good. When you know prosperity for yourself, you're knowing that for humanity. You're adding to the universal good. If we believe that we are all in a vibration, all in an energy, and we add good to the energy, what's that doing? It's lifting us up. So let's do this work together. Let's stay lifted up together. So let's affirm, and this is, this is the longer version of this prayer, and this is from Eric Butterworth, his book, In the Flow of Life, which is another prosperity book to have. Be still and know I am in the flow. Be still and know. I am in the flow of life. I move easily with the flow. I am radiantly and enthusiastically alive. I am free from tension, stress, and strain. I am free from tension, stress, and strain. I go forward in the flow of life. I go forward in the flow of life. Unhurried and unworried. Unhurried and unworried. Okay, let's take all this into prayer. It is with deep gratitude that I give thanks for this opportunity to be in prayer, to be in community, to know the highest and greatest good for each one of us, that we know that divine intelligence that is God is the only power, the only presence, the only life moving in and through and as each one of us, and that this life is the expression of abundance and wholeness and goodness, and that each one of us is one with that presence, one with that power. And our work is to tap into it. Our work is to be in relationship with it. Our work is to be in awareness of it each and every day. 
And so I know that we do that today, that today something has shifted for each one of us, that we have been lifted into that vibration of love. And that as we go out into the world, we take this good with us and we share it, we spread it, we see it flowing from us through and to all of humanity. There is no place where God is not. God is everywhere present. And so we take this love, we take this light, we take this joy and this freedom and this abundance, and we share it with humanity. And so I know that as we do that, that we are lifted in love and how grateful I am for that. So we send this love out around the planet. We send it to any place of darkness. We send love and light to to our friends and loved ones in the state of Florida, we know that their good is there, that there are miracles happening each and every day, that they are being provided for, taken care of, they are being lifted and looked after. I send this to any place that there is darkness, any place where there is pain and suffering. We know this light lights the way. We know this light, this point of light is the point of spirit, the point of goodness. And so for all of this, I give grateful thanks for all this good, for all that we have to receive, for all the the blessing of this time and opportunity to be together. I release it all with deep gratitude, and together we affirm. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.